Welcome to the Meditate on Christ podcast. Uh, This podcast is going to be about discussing ideas, thinking about things that are behind main ideas. What I mean by that is I'm not interested in kind of rehashing old theology or cliches about God and church and Christianity and even about science or the science behind things. And what I'm interested in doing, though, is finding the overlap, finding the nuance where things are maybe not being talked about or being talked about in one sphere but not in the other. One of the things that I feel like I do, maybe more than other people, is take ideas, take concepts from one field and move them into another. In particular, I mean in theology, in science, and maybe in aesthetics, in art, or um, that sort of thing. And so, I don't know where this is going to go. I have no idea where this podcast is going to go. It might die after a few episodes. I'm not really sure. I'll be honest with you about that. But I do want to put some things out there, and I'd love to hear your response. I'm recording this on the Anchor app, and the Anchor app on iOS and Android allows you to actually send voice, voicemail, sort of voice comments and that sort of thing. So I'd love to hear from you if you got any comments. And I might even include them on the podcast. I don't know. We'll see where this thing goes. So um, the first idea, the first thing that I think is really important to talk about at the outset here is revelation. And I don't mean the book of revelation when I say revelation. What I'm meaning is the act of God revealing himself to us. So when God reveals himself to us, that's revelation. And revelation is impossible unless it's chosen by God. In other words, we cannot detect God on our own. That's the theological position, that everything that we know about God is known because he has revealed it to us. And that word is revelation. And theologians over the ages have distinguished revelation into two kinds of revelation, general and specific. Now, this is getting maybe a little heady. Stick with me, though, because it's actually really important in practice to how we live our lives. And so let me, let me explain this, and then you'll start to see how practical it becomes. Now, general revelation, let's start with specific because it's more obvious. The specific revelation is the Bible, okay? It is the words that were recorded in history and compiled and assembled together in various books into what we call the Bible. And so it's specific because it's actually recording, you know, uh, people's interactions with God and what they learned from interacting with God. And so some of it um, is actual teaching that happens mostly in the New Testament, in the letters to to the churches, uh, Paul and Peter and all the the guys that are writing letters. Those, that's uh, teaching. But most of the Bible is actually narrative. And most of the Bible is recording what happened, how God moved and did things and revealed himself to those people at that time. And that's called specific revelation. And it's out of specific revelation, it's out of these words that we 
deduce things, that we draw conclusions, that we create what's called theology or the study of God. And so that's really important. It's really valuable and um, useful, and uh, but it can go too far. And in our day and age, our um, understanding of the universe, of the world, of, of God is mainly rational, meaning that we think and we think and we think and, and we value thoughts and ideas very highly. And this has been since really the Enlightenment back in the French Revolution and, uh, you know, a few hundred years ago. That began then and has created a scientific revolution. It's really worked well. Um, The fact that you can listen to this right now is testament to how well it's worked. But it has had its downsides and its problems. And it's got, there's some complications to it. One is that we value thought so much that we get caught up in our own thoughts and think that they are real. We, we tend to think that these things are, um, are, are us even. And uh, there's, there's definitely pitfalls to um, understanding ourselves and our fellow humans this way. And so um, maybe I'll dive into that a little deeper in another day. But general revelation, the other kind of revelation, and I want to point out first that you can think of general and specific when you when the problem when you start dividing things up like this, um, it becomes an issue because you start to think of them as different. And the fact is, is that all of this is revelation and it's all the same, really. There's no difference. It's just a way of looking at the same thing from different angles. OK, it's really important not to divide these things up as as one is better than the other or one is uh, easier than the other or anything like that. Don't think of these as oppositional. They're just different ways of viewing the same thing. So general revelation, though, is the way God has revealed himself through his creation. Okay, so the way that you think and work and feel and move has something to do with God. The way that the stars are in the heavens, has something to do with God. The way um, cells repair themselves, the way that uh, plants grow, the way that uh, the sun shines, everything about that reveals something about God. All creation reveals God. And God built creation in this way to reveal himself to us, okay? And so, you can actually know something about God. Now, this is a theological statement that you can know something about God if you just quiet yourself and avail yourself to the creation, okay? And one of the things that's happened in our technological uh, society based on rationalism and um, the Enlightenment is that things have gotten very non-natural, right? And there's a pushback to this, right? We're talking about natural foods, organic foods. Um, But just even the places that we live, the lives, lives we lead are not normal. They're not natural to us. Um, We used to walk everywhere, right? And now we walk mainly for exercise. It's not even um, necessary to our lives. We drive places more than we walk places usually 
and the, the houses that we live in are so different from living in the tents that, say, Abraham lived or the Israelites when they lived in the desert. These people, for thousands of years, people have lived in, in, in shelters more than houses. And um, that's a change. That's a difference. And so we are isolated or withdrawn or removed from nature for the most part. And so even having a house plant can begin to teach you something about God if you stop and listen. And I don't mean listen in a, you know, some kind of esoteric sense, but just paying attention to that will help you learn something about God. And, and I'm not saying that it's, it's because you put in the effort. I'm saying that that's because that's how God designed things. And so revelation is God revealing himself, speaking to us through his creation and through the Bible. And so knowing this allows us to act differently. It, 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 it means something. It's powerful. It's important to notice creation, to notice how you operate, to notice how others operate, how, what makes them feel, what makes them say the things they do or, or work the way they work. It, it, it matters to notice the emotions in your pet, right? Um, I've already addressed like a, even a house plant to get out into nature though, to notice how little dirt there really is on the ground, to notice the rocks, to notice the mountains, to notice the sun, the stars, the moon, all of these things help. But you know what? When we have our head down and we're thinking about Instagram or Facebook or the news or work or money or all of these human constructed things, all of these things that are uh, one or two or three steps removed from the natural order of things, um, then we begin to miss things. In other words, when we observe the creation, we learn things and we get closer to God. And when we observe the Bible and we notice things in the Bible, we begin to get closer to God, closer to his revelation. And so um, when I speak about revelation and talk about general and specific on the podcast and things like that, I'll try, try to keep that in mind, that this is what I'm referring to. In other words, God's fingerprint is all over the universe. It's all over all this stuff. And even when you look at the design of objects around you, those objects are designed by humans. Sometimes they're designed poorly. Sometimes they're designed elegantly. And you can see human fingerprints on those things. And when you see the fingerprints of humans on things, you're seeing some aspect of the revelation of God because God put in humans right? His image. And when God puts his image into humans, that means that we reflect something of God. And that's up for debate exactly what that is. But I'm proposing here right now that we pay attention to even the fingerprints of humanity on the objects that they create as reflecting something about the creativity of God, the love of God, the passions of God, how God works. And when we observe these things, 
when we actually make it a habit to observe, to notice, to pay attention in these ways, we actually lead calmer, more peaceful, more joyful lives. And it's interesting to me that the world that we live in is one of distraction. We live in an age of distraction. There's so many things that distract us. There's so many notifications. There's so many ads. There's so many billboards. There's so many things that cause our mind to jump from one of attention and focus and thoughtfulness to, oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? Right? And these things affect us. And so that's kind of an overall perspective that I wanted to start off with. So thanks for listening. God bless you. And we'll talk to you soon.